Hi, my name is Jorge Cruz, and I'm the number one New York Times bestselling author and leading fitness, nutrition, and peak performance trainer to the world's busiest celebrities. You may have seen my work with Oprah Winfrey, Khloe Kardashian, Tyra Banks, Kelly Clarkson, or even Dr. Oz. My career started because in my early 20s, I was out of control and addicted to sweets, carbs, and salty snacks. And experts told me to simply count calories to get control. They were wrong. My passion to get control of my hunger led me to find simple ways backed by science that would turn off physical hunger as well as my emotional eating instantly. And I know I can help you too. Welcome to The Jorge Cruz Show. Well, happy Sunday, everyone. This is Jorge, and welcome to the Jorge Cruz Show. I'm thrilled you're here. This is the number one podcast that's going to help you overcome your addiction to sugar, carbs, and salty snack foods. And underline the word snack foods because the salt is our friend. It's the snack foods like the potato and the corn chips. And, you know, I'm also the creator of the Zero Hunger Plan, which is kind of a revolution. It was just covered in Women's World magazine uh, just last week on the February 8th issue during the Super Bowl. And it's claimed as a revolutionary, uh, simple way to truly turn off your hunger by using uh, minerals, uh, sodium, magnesium, potassium, to truly turn off hunger and you can literally then create a zero hunger window the last 23 hours and you eat within an hour and you drop two pounds a day, guys. We're talking uh, efficient results here, safe. Uh, this is a program that is steady proven. Doctors like Dr. Jason Fung and all the people I've interviewed on the podcast are supporters of this plan. So I'm thrilled that Women's World did that. And this is the home for that as well, guys, because it really is about creating a zero hunger window so you can learn how to utilize uh, the greatest gift our bodies can give us which is autophagy. It's a fancy word, and you're going to learn about it on today's podcast because literally I'm thrilled, guys, here on this Sunday to share with you an interview I recorded earlier in the week with Dave Asprey. He is the father of biohacking. He's probably going to be known as the most incredible renaissance man. He's like a Steve Jobs of health. Uh, truly incredible, brilliant man. He's a year younger than me, and so we're in that age group where in our late 40s, you know, we want to maximize our performance, our health, our libido, our muscle everything, right? Our sleep, everything. And so we are talking about, in his opinion, this is his passion right now. And that is, it's a book called, let me show it to you. It's called Fast This Way. If you're on Apple or not on YouTube or on Spotify, the book is brilliant. The subtitle says, Burn Fat, um, Heal Inflammation, and eat like a high-performance human. That is our intention here. Uh, you were meant to be. Uh, and, and it really is about giving you the greatest insight on why fasting works. It, it just is. And Dave Asprey would not have written a book on this unless it was powerful. He's also the creator of the Bulletproof Coffee, which is everywhere. You go to Whole Foods, Target, it's everywhere. He sells brain octane fuel. He really is uh, a, an amazing man. I met him a few years ago. I had the honor of becoming friends with him. And this conversation was lengthy and long. And the best part of all, and and um, you know, in current topics right now, I'm sure you guys heard last Sunday, we could go today, Anderson Cooper interviewed Bill Gates because he has a brand new book on how truly we can, as a, as a species, try within the next 30 years to save our planet. And we have a 30-year window and then time's up. So that means by the time, if I'm 50, by the time I'm 80, uh, 
we're going to have a planet that is destroyed. And, you know, and I plan on living way past 100. So I think his book is an incredible read. We're going to try to get Mr. Gates on the podcast as well, because right now he's doing a book tour and he's doing podcasts. He's doing Anderson Cooper's show. But unfortunately, and this is my question to Mr. Gates, so get this to him if you guys know him. You know, one of his tenets in the book is about uh, eating synthetic meat, a plant-based meat, because he claims it's better for the earth. And, you know, we've had on the show Rob Wolf, which talks about in his book, Sacred Cow, how regenerative farming is the solution because we as humans need to eat meat because of the collagen, the protein, the healthy fats in there. It is the best thing. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, and to eat synthetic meat, you're going to hear from Dave Asprey, number one world's premier biohacker, how this does not work. And it's, it's how we start the conversation. So if you're into current events and hot topics, listen to the beginning, especially if you're interested in this impossible meat that Bill Gates has put his own money into. It's truly a missed steak. Do you guys get that there? A missed steak, like a steak. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought it was clever. Uh, but we're going to talk about Bill Gates and why this quest for synthetic meat is wrong. So listen to that, guys. And then we get into intermittent fasting. And you're going to learn how important this is. It's, it's going to blow your mind, I hope, because as much as I can talk about it to you, I think it's it's very powerful to have truly the leading mind on, on, on this planet talk about it. And so I'm thrilled for you guys to hear this interview. We're going to start in just a minute. But first, we have to give thanks to our sponsors. They're the reason I can do the show. So very special thank you to Elemental Labs. Shout out to these guys. Rob Wolf is the creator of this. Uh, and Rob Wolf is a biochemist, New York Times bestselling author, um, the author of The Sacred Cow, as I mentioned, and truly created this to help his clients perform at their best. Now I use it uh, when I'm on the go because his ratio matches my ratio of what I call zero hunger water, which is half a teaspoon of salt and a little bit of magnesium potassium, but he adds his, these flavorings. So when you're on the go, when I'm at my gym every day, because I go there for mental health, I want to not be hungry. And I always work out in a fasted state, always. I never eat before I work out. I always uh, eat at the I mean, midday or end of day, and uh, it's one meal. So this is one of the products, if you're on the go, that will turn off hunger. It's called Elemental Labs, and they have an incredible offer for all our listeners that if you order a value bundle, you get a box of, of these electrolytes, and they're delicious, a $45 value for free. So you've got to check it out, guys. You, you owe it to yourself to check this out. Uh, I'm going to give you the URL. You can create a custom order, too, whether it's all chocolate. That's one of my favorites uh, with cacao powder, no sugar. Um, you know, it's, it's a stevia based sweetener, so it's not going to be toxic in any way at all. Uh, and it's delicious. And he has many varieties. Lemon lime is one of my favorites. Uh, there's an orange one that tastes better than tang. And I used to love tangs as a kid. So check it out. Go to drinkelement.com forward slash Jorge. I'm going to give you the URL because it's tricky to spell. Uh, let me spell it out for you. It's D-R-I-N-K, drink. And then it's L as in Larry, M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom.com forward slash Jorge, J-O-R-G-E. Boom. All right. And please support this, guys. This is how we support the show. I appreciate it, guys. Check it out. You're going to love this. And if you're trying to follow my plan, Zero Hunger, this is approved. It's the first and only product that I've approved for Zero Hunger plan. So shout out to, to Rob. Thank you for that. Julian Bakery is our next sponsor. They're incredible. Think of them as the non-sugar, all-natural Willy Wonka factory. I love them. They make chocolate bars with MCT oil, the very thing Dave Asprey puts in his coffee for Bulletproof. This is amazing. I had a game night last night with some friends here at my house and uh, my friends, uh, you know, they make my life hard sometimes in a fun way. They brought a box of these incredible donuts from Pacific Beach that are like 
desserts. Like they're not just donuts. They're like cake uh, with frosting and all that. And uh, I had a little bit of it. I'm going to be honest because I eat late to, to be able to enjoy whatever we were going to eat. I had, you know, my grass fed st meat sticks and cheese that those were kind of my snacks and I was eating uh, just prior to them coming, but I had a little bite, but because I was out of Julian bakery, that's why next Saturday I'm serving their brownies, their chocolate chip cookies. These are the things you want to serve at your parties. These are the things I enjoy on a Friday or Saturday night, like I did last night. And uh, literally they're giving us 10% off exclusively for listeners of the show. So anything you order at Julian bakery, he also sells everything, monk fruit, sweet, Sweetener, um, collagen, delicious powders. Just check it out. Go to the website. It's julianbakery.com. Let me spell the URL and then I'm going to give you a coupon code. They do it slightly different than Elemental Labs. It's J U L I A N bakery, B A K E R Y.com. All right. So Julian Bakery. And then the pr promo code or coupon code is Jorge Cruz. And if you don't know how to spell my name, it's J O R G E C R U I S E. And that's it. And check it out. Delicious stuff. Get their chocolate bars, guys. They're the best. You can have a little piece of chocolate every day. Um, it's really good. And then finally, we brought to you by my website, zerohungerplan.com. And that's with a Z, Z-E-R-O, zerohungerplan.com. We're relaunching on March 14th. And I'm so excited because this is how I coach my clients around the world. If you want to join us, this is now our third kickoff. Uh, we've had incredible experiences. Um, and this is going to be all new. It's even better than the last two. So check it out. Get on the wait list. Go to zerohungerplan.com. Get a free coaching session with me. I'm going to send that to you. They're coming up next week. And what's great also, you can sign up for our newsletter that comes out today, Sunday. If you're not signed up for next Sunday, go there right now. Go to zero, Z-E-R-O, hungerplan.com. Sign up for the newsletter, the coaching alert, uh, and get a free coaching session with moi, with me. All right, guys, with that said, I'm done. Let's do this, guys. I'm excited. I want to watch it again, too. Uh, Dave is incredible, um, and uh, this, this interview is incredible. So please share it with your loved ones. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, with no further delay, here's Dave Asprey. Peace and purpose. Have a great Sunday, everyone. Well, welcome, everyone, to a very special edition of The Hoya Crew Show. I'm so thrilled to be uh, talking to a dear friend of mine. We met a couple years back in San Diego. Uh, you guys know him as the father, the godfather. I, I think he's the father of biohacking, but the godfather. He's a young guy, and he's super smart. He's also the creator of the Bulletproof Revolution, which when I was living in Malibu, I'd always stop in Santa Monica and have a cup of his, having a little coffee right now, a little cup of his healthy fat coffee. So uh, joining me on the other line is... Dave. Dave, are you there? I am here. Good to see well, you, Ori. Great seeing you, buddy. Thank you for being on the show today. We're thrilled to have you here because there is some big news we have to tell everyone. There is an incredible new book that I, I want to say is the Bible now of fasting and just came out in 2021. So it's a new book. I'm so excited to be talking about it because the subtitle says it all. Burn fat. We all need that. Heal inflammation and eat like a high performing human you were meant to be. And I mean, I, I, I think that that sets the tone for today's conversation. And I'm just so grateful that you're here. And, uh, you know, I, when I think of people that have changed the way people eat and think, you're definitely, you've had a huge impact on me. So my hat's off to you always, Dave. So thank you for, be, uh, for, for being here today. 
I appreciate that. That's uh, just know, knowing my work has made a difference for one person makes me happy. That's what, that's what motivates me. I mean, we're going to talk Not later why healthy fats are okay on a fast because I'm having. Are you it holding right up now. a mug with a green logo on it? That that wasn't the mermaid logo, was it? Well, maybe let's try to turn I mean, it that way. I, sorry, I feel sorry. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, coffee's no, no, good. I, <laughs> no, well, you know, uh, I think my kids got it for Christmas, the cup. But uh, <laughs> but but I thought before we get into fasting, I saw what you posted this week on social media, and I watched the sixty minute interview with Anderson Cooper and Bill Gates, and we're not talking about my. Microsoft here. Do you want to tell everyone what we were just chatting about before we started? Yeah. Because I think you're dead on. This is a hot topic. And I think it's important because we all are in alignment that, well, we tell him because he, he's got a good mission. He's trying to help the planet, which I think who wouldn't want to help our planet, right? Well, um, Bill Gates just came up with this idea that, okay, we should all be eating synthetic beef or synthetic meat which is, you know, on his facing, well, it's going to save carbon inputs. It's one of those things that's surprising because I know Bill's a smart guy. Yes. And there's a system, it's called an ecosystem though. And, and it doesn't run like computer code or robotic code. And it has self-regulation built in. It's more like AI, which yeah. was not the history of Microsoft. Microsoft was programmatic. And by the way, I was a computer hacker, studied computer science. Like this is my people. This is in your fact, sweet spot. Yeah. I was I mean. present when Microsoft was founded. Yeah. Wow. No, like like for real, my mom wow. was pregnant with me and she was the first employee of the company that became Microsoft called You're Mint. kidding. I had no idea. The, there this were three founders scoop, of Microsoft. Guys. One wow. of them bought my crib. This is not a joke. What? No yeah. kidding. Ed Roberts so, bought my crib. And to set the scene <laughs> further, I want to tell people because he was on with Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes and he's yeah. got a new book that's really, I think his intentions are good. I mean, it's he says, what What do we have, Dave? Like 30 years before there's, no, there's a tipping point. So we got to take action now to help improve the planet's atmosphere so we can all live here. But he says one of his methods is to stop eating meat. And it's the opposite message. Do you know, do you know my friend who's a biochemist, uh, Rob Wolf? He wrote a book on the opposite, how yep. eating meat uh, and doing it through, you know, the right ways of agriculture, you know, regenerative agriculture, yep. it's actually good for the planet, well, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it's like the opposite of what Mr. Mr. Gates is saying, but tell everyone your thoughts because you posted something okay. brilliant this week. And I think it's so dead on. I. I have looked at regenerative agriculture for years. I live on a 32 acre farm and mm -hmm. I'm actively building soil. I have grass fed sheep and I have pastured pigs and chickens and we are adding thickness to the soil to make healthier vegetables. Love that. I've also studied carbon capture probably more than the average bear. You just heard about Elon Musk's $100 million X prize for carbon capture. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was the first donor and I was on the prize committee for that. The first donor to get the first half a million dollars in uh, in order to, it was me and eight other people, um, put our heads together and kind of force the X prize through so it could even be offered for Elon to be so generous. Wow. Fabulous. And yeah. soil is the number one carbon capture technology on the planet right now. We have 60 years before the world runs out of topsoil. Topsoil is made by buffalo roaming, except they don't do that anymore because we killed them all. And mm. it's made by cows shitting, if I can say that on your show. Please. I mean, and, we talk about poop on here a lot. <laughs> so it's poop, basically yeah, cow poop. poop. It's precious poop. And I like that. Hashtag what? that, everyone. Precious poop. But it's true, Dave. It's but, true. But tell us why. Tell us why that's good for the planet. And how did Mr. Gates get this wrong? I mean, I feel like we need to send this to him and, and have an in, uh, intervention with him, you know? You know, I, 
there's there's always assumptions. So people generally are trying to solve a problem, but there's unchallenged, unquestioned assumptions. The assumption here is that, well, because most meat today is fed corn and soy and wheat, which is destructive of farmland, therefore let's eat less meat. Mm, but okay, So there's a threat of intelligence here. Of course, Bill's an incredibly smart guy. So right? one more time, say it for us at home. So this is the theory he's saying. The, the theory is that because most meat is fed inefficiently with corn and soy and grain, um, therefore we need to stop eating meat because it's inefficient. And you could eat a pound of wheat or you could eat 10 pounds of wheat focused into a steak, right? Sure. But you don't want to waste that. So on its head, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Except when you realize that roaming animals that poop all over the soil make the soil thicker, which sucks carbon out of the air. And those animals are very healthy for you. So it's fine to say, let's eat less meat. But the number one thing would be tomorrow, shut down every industrial meat producer on the planet. No more feeding food crops to cows. The cows walk around on areas that aren't farmland and they eat grass. And the grass has an ecosystem and it's grass that has butterflies and frogs and mice. And it's actually alive and the soil gets thicker and thicker and thicker. And the cows are abundantly healthy. And when you eat them, you get abundantly healthy. So what we need to do is distribute agriculture around. So we should have small farmers. And the industrialization of our food supply is one of the major challenges here. It's not cow poop. Cow poop is the good stuff. It's industrially raising cows that's the problem. So for Bill, he's saying, well, what if, and by the way, he is now the largest owner of cropland in the US. He owes more farm, farmland than anyone else. So he's wow. saying, I'll raise the corn and soy and I'll spray it with glyphosate, right? Genetically modified, all that stuff. And then we'll take that and we'll put it in vats with cow cells. And then the cow cells are going to grow on this toxic substrate. And then you're going to eat that. The problem is, where does the poop get back into the soil so you can do what farmers like me actually do? It doesn't work. So for 10 years, the Bulletproof Diet, actually 11 years now, the Bulletproof Diet's been out there saying, eat grass-fed stuff because it makes your body work better. And if we were to replace that with, it's not even industrially raised meat, it's synthetic meat that doesn't have collagen. It doesn't have the healthy fats. It doesn't have the carotenoids. It doesn't have conjugated linoleic acid. It's basically just protein mush, gray protein mush, that's fake been meat. It's fake meat made flavored. from plants. What do yeah. you make it out of, Dave? What do you recall? Well, so, what is he? Well, the synthetic meat is grown in, it's basically stem cells from cows grown in sterile vats. And then there's these other fake Franken meats that are made out of corn and potatoes and soy. And let me tell you, I don't care if it tastes like a burger. It will not affect your brain like a grass-fed burger. This Amen. is why my restaurant, the Bulletproof Cafe, it's been open for six and a half years now in LA. We only serve grass-fed or we won't serve Amen. it. That's my favorite place when I'm in LA. Favorite it's like you, you got to have the feeling after you eat and no one who eats synthetic meat is going to feel like, wow, I got a buzz from that because it's missing the fat. It's missing all the different parts of it. So we need to get connected back to the planet as yeah. an ecosystem. So if, if Bill could say, you know what? I've accounted for creating soil instead of depleting soil. And a new study came out. We've lost a third of our topsoil in the last 20 years, but no one's talking about it. And this is from satellite imaging. We've got to fix our soil. The soil bacteria, it gets re-inoculated by animals. So the sheep who walk around my property, those bastards shit everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, can I just keep you in the pasture? But everywhere they go, what they're doing is they are putting probiotics back in the soil, right? And this allows the soil to become incredibly healthy. 
right? And the areas where they're allowed to go, the the cabbage and other things I grow, it's like really tall. And where they don't get to go, it's half as tall. And this is how we fix the planet. We restore the integrity of the soil and industrial meat will not do that. It is a step down from where we are now. Synthetic meat is worse than industrial meat for you and for the planet. And yes, do we want to stop industrial meat? We have to do it. And the assumptions that are behind that behavior, I don't think they make sense. And when it comes to things like human hunger and cravings, yes, when you eat grass-fed meat with yes. healthy fat in it, yes. you are not hungry for many hours. Amen. Zero hunger. Meat, yes. Yeah, you're starving all recommend. the time. You can't yes. fast. You, you feel like crap when you eat that stuff. Dave, so, tell everyone from your yeah. opinion, because I think this is such a dead-on topic, because I just did a podcast this week uh, about how the meat, it's called the meat of it all. And the meat really is so important to reduce hunger. It's one of the most satiating yeah. macronutrients, correct? If it comes from an animal yeah. source. If it comes from a grass-fed animal source, there was yes. no one on earth who's ever felt full after a kale salad. I was a raw vegan for a long time. Yes. And yes. It made me sick. It made me very sick. And if you eat a, bloating, I mean, yeah, we bloating could toot all that out. No, no pun intended, but a lot of tooting, right? Yeah, exactly. And joint pain. A lot pain. of farting and pooping. <laughs> yeah, and, and brain fog, to be honest. Yes. And if you eat a big old fatty uh, ribeye that yes. was fed corn and soy with glyphosate and you know all of the bad fats that get formed in the animal when you okay. have a diabetic cow that was eating an unnatural food. Yeah. Um, well, you feel one way when you eat that and it's not good. And then you replace that with a grass-fed ribeye. Yeah. And you eat that and afterwards you have this like, oh man, like I'm vibing with energy. And then you don't think about food for hours. So yeah, yeah. one of the things that I learned, one of the reasons I wrote the fasting book, I've been fasting, The Bulletproof Diet was one of the first big books, in fact, it was probably the first big book that said you should do intermittent fasting. Yes, um, you did. Yeah. And that's why people would drink your coffee to help them not feel like they're suffering. I mean, yeah. not to segue from Bill Gates, but let's get into this idea of fat because, you know, I'm a huge, huge advocate. I wrote a book three years ago on fasting and I'm working on a new project called Zero nice. Hunger. And it's all about giving this. people, well, well, no hunger because hunger is pain and suffering. Yep. And I wrote down in my notes here, uh, you know, a lot of people think fasting doesn't work unless you suffer. You must suffer. It sounds like a, mm -hmm. like, like, you know, like it's a birthing a child and, you know, you got to suffer. You got to like be painful, but your bulletproof diet uh, and plan uh, brings in healthy fats. Can we talk about how healthy fats are good for you? And they don't break a fast because I've been talking about that for at least three years. You've been doing it now 11 years, right? Yep. You created a whole industry on this. And I think people think uh, of, fat as a bad thing. They're like, oh, it makes you fat. Do you remember this crazy woman? I, I mean, you and I are about the same Susan age. Susan Powder. Yes. I got it right. I was guessing it. Okay. <laughs> With her little, you know, she had spiked blonde hair, those big red nails. And, that, you know, she said, the fat makes you fat. Do you remember how she used to do that on those infomercials? You would hold up this bag, like, see the grease on this bag? It's grease. It's bad for you. Bingo. And I'm like, Lady, what do you think your brain is made out of? Your so brain look, you is made take out us through of this fat. now, Dave. Correct this because we got to sure. fix the damage from the eighties. Because Susan right. Powder is still in, a lot of my clients are women in midlife, 50, 60, 70. They remember the Susan Powder, and she looked thin, but she wasn't healthy, you know. And so, why do, must we have fat? And how does fat not only take away hunger, but does it? break a fast because I've interviewed Dr. Jason Fung, you know, uh, Dr. Fung in oh, yeah. Toronto. He agrees. He agrees. He wrote the introduction of my cruise control book three years ago. And I know you agree with this. I mean, this is your, your base. Yeah, let's talk some science there, please. Yeah. Every cell in your body has a cell membrane. We've all heard of that. 
and it's kind of plants have cell walls and there's cell membranes uh, in animals. Cell membranes are made out of tiny droplets of fat. Every cell in your body is not just protein, it is fat and protein. They come together in nature all the time. And what that means is that your body needs building blocks to make fat. And when you eat the right kinds of fat, what happens magically is your body incorporates it into your cell membranes. And when you eat the wrong kinds of fat, your body makes dysfunctional cell membranes. And think of it if you have like a dim bulb, you, know, you have six things in a light fixture. One of the bulbs is dimmer. That's the bulb that's made out of the weak fats. And the other ones are made out of the good fats. And the more bad fats you eat, these are seed oils, omega-6 oils. Um, the more of those you eat, the dimmer your bulbs get. And right? for anyone you, listening, we don't recommend healthy fats particularly are not vegetable seed oils. They are yeah. inflammatory. I mean, throw some shade, no pun intended, on seed oil, and then tell us why healthy fats do not involve vegetable fats, correct? They do not involve vegetable fats at all. The healthy fats, the things that animals are made out of, are at least 50% saturated fats. And on my recommendations in Fast This Way and all of my other books, at least half your fat needs to be saturated. And saturated fat's awesome because it cannot become inflammatory. It simply doesn't have any sites where oxygen can stick to it. So it's a stable fat. Imagine you're building a, a wall. Yeah. You need bricks in the wall because they, they're solid. They hold weight. And then you need some mortar between them. And then you probably want to put some paint on the surface of it. Yeah. So it turns out that to make a good cell membrane, you need a lot of saturated fat. Then you need some monounsaturated fat, which is like the grout. And you need a tiny little bit of omega-3 and omega-6, which is basically the paint or the stucco on the surface of it. That's and when you try to build a wall out of paint and stucco, which is what happens when you eat those seed oils, man, you get constant inflammation, you get insulin resistance, and you get constant chronic gnawing hunger. Uh, and you feel like crap, you get brain fog. So I weighed 300 pounds. I had serious brain fog. I had all the diseases of aging before I was 30. High risk of stroke and heart attack, cognitive dysfunction, prediabetes, and arthritis. Uh, and I don't have any of those now, and I'm 48. So yeah. how does that happen? Well, it happens because I have been eating a grass-fed only diet for more than, uh, actually, geez, more than 15 years now. And I eat a ton of saturated fat, but mm -hmm. I eat grass-fed butter and I eat some mm -hmm. coconut oil mm -hmm. and I eat monounsaturated fat and I've minimized the omega-6 fats, which means I don't eat industrial meat and I don't eat corn oil, soybean oil, uh, anything fried at a restaurant. Uh, and I don't eat uh, safflower and I don't eat sunflower. No canola oil, no soy Canola is the oils. worst. Tell yeah. everyone, when I go to Costco, I'm happy that they do have avocado oil. You like the avocado. It's a fruit, right? So Avocado is pretty good, but avocado Tell us oil, your thoughts on the avocado. It's briefly. still pretty high in omega-6. So if you're going to eat avocado, eat it in guacamole and yes. you're fine. Okay. But if you eat tons and tons of it, um, it does have higher amounts of that omega-6. But I would say it's hard to eat too much avocado oil. Yeah. So it's hard to eat too much avocado. It's easy to eat too much avocado oil. Yeah, so it's yeah. an okay oil. Like if you want an avocado mayo, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but if I wouldn't use it as an added oil, even olive oil. Yeah. Eat a couple of tablespoons of high-end olive oil. Don't heat it up. It's fine. But when you yeah. go beyond that, and some people say, oh, it's healthy. I'll just put it in everything. That's not the kind of oil. It's, it's too slippery for making cells. Mm -hmm. And if you were to say, let's go to all synthetic meat, like we talked about before, it would probably be free of fat or very low in fat. And the fats that would be added would be the cheap, crappy fats. And now you're getting something Crap. that isn't compatible with your biology. And yeah. that creates hunger. So yeah. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to ever be hungry again. Amen. Um, what I did 
when I was writing or in preparation years before I wrote fast this way, yeah. I was afraid of fasting. I'm like, I'm going to be hypoglybitchy. Uh, I'm going to yell at all the people hangry, I care we about. We call it right. Hang, hangry. hangry. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought and, I would pass out and literally fall, oh, you know, fall yeah. down at the gym because I love going to the gym, but now I do it on a fasted state. There you go. Yeah, You're doing it tricks. exactly right. Right. But, I hired a shaman to drop me in a cave. I'm like, I, I know you. I've heard lonely. about this in the book, right? It yeah. was for four days. Is that right? Four day fast with no one around, no no food to tempt me, no people. So no I'm like, coffee, I'm just face no bulletproof, nothing. No nothing. It was just water. Okay, water. All right. So this right. was a, a spiritual type of vibe. It was a it was a vision quest, right? Wow. And she and was a shaman, a woman, correct? Yeah, a woman shaman. Um, and she literally dropped me off. It's like I'll pick you up in four days. Every morning, you know, you're gonna turn on your non-smartphone and send me a text that says I'm okay. And she looks at me and goes, oh, "Don't worry, I'll know anyway." <laughs> and I didn't believe her, but by the end in the book, so when this you was read your it, induction yeah. into fasting. It was in indeed. Were you alone so or with your fasting. spouse or? I was completely alone. It was okay with my my wife. She was a little bit nervous about it, and she was like, you know, what, "What's going on here?" I'm like, well, "You weren't okay. in India in a cave. Were you close to home at least?" Hopefully. I was in Sedona or outside Sedona, oh. just in the middle of the desert. Oh, I was I in a cave that. that's been used ceremonially for ten thousand years by indigenous uh, tribes. Um, so it was an honor to be there, and and it was it was quite an experience. But the idea there was. Um, I was scared of fasting because I didn't understand it. And, and the idea when someone would tell me only 300 pounds, you should try fasting. Someone told me that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Don't you know if you don't eat six times a day, your body goes into starvation mode and then I'll get fatter and I don't ever want to be fatter. I've already lost 50 of those pounds. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to fight that other 50 pounds off. I'm yes. going to work out all the time. That's all what we've been that, conditioned to think. Well, it's right? false assumptions. The same yes. ones that are driving, I think, you know, our friend Bill there, he's- mm -hmm. You know, he didn't question and test the assumptions behind what he's doing. I did the same thing. That's why I worked out an hour and a half a day, six days a week on a low fat, low calorie diet and stayed 300 pounds in a 46 inch waist. I, wow. God, talk about frustrating and hunger and suffering. And huh. it, was, it was a waste of time. I agree. And, and tell me if you, if you agree with this, because I've done a lot of historical research and I've had really great people on the podcast. And I, I feel like, you know, as much as Bill Gates, you know, is obviously... I mean, we're going to say it. he's going in the wrong direction with that aspect of it. Uh, the big picture is great. Let's save the earth as soon as possible. Let's be aggressive about that. But I feel like what I've learned is, you know, before the advent of the refrigerator in the early 30s, you know, we ate a high fat, high protein diet. Maybe, you know, if there wasn't refrigeration, it was high in salt too, but we were fine with it. And we weren't eating carbohydrates night and day, let alone seed oils, right, Dave? They didn't exist. We were eating just what we could, even beef tallow. Do you ever do the beef tallow sometimes? When you, when oh yeah, you cook with. I, I like that. Yeah, I save all of the fat for my pigs, uh, which is lard. And pigs, if they're pastured and actually eat vegetables instead yes. of eating corn and soy, pig fat isn't high in omega six. But if okay. it's the typical stuff you buy, it's going to be higher in omega six. And for then sure. I eat a lot of grass fed beef as well. So my main protein sources are lamb from our, our sheep, all grass fed um, with fat, and that. beef and pork. And some occasional wild caught fish, usually fish I catch myself. Vancouver Island's kind of awesome for that. And hey, tell me what, tell me, wait. just interrupt for a second. Tell me your thoughts because you're very um, passionate about grass fed. And I have interviewed many people, Paul Saladino, you know him from the Carnivore Code, Mark Sisson, and some other Absolutely. Folks. And then I talk to people like Rob Wolf, which I respect, and yeah. he's a biochemist. And he says it's, there's a huge difference for the earth, no question. He wrote that book on, on really how, yep. you know, meat and, and all that. And there's a movie too about it, about how it really uh, is beneficial to the earth, as we've been talking about. But when he says from a biochemical 
point of view, and this is his opinion, you know, so I let, let, I let everyone listening make their own opinions, you know, but we can, I want to share yours. But he says, for, for human health, it's neg- negligible. I can't say that word. Say that word for me, Dave. Negligible. Small. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and that grass-fed versus uh, Costco meat that is a ribeye, you know, that isn't grass-fed. They have some grass-fed at Costco, which I like. They do. But, uh, you know, that he says it's not that big of a difference. But I'm hearing what you're saying here because corn versus you know, grass uh, is a big deal. And I know uh, pork can eat grass. I think it's just cows, right? The beef. But tell yeah. us your thoughts on that. But some of the science was, I feel like that has been an interesting point. Many experts say yes. Some say no, say it's not necessary, save the money. I, 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 yeah. I want your thoughts. because I, I, really I think there has to be some ego there in, in what Rob's talking about. Um, he's always been, I mean, you know, he's been a bit of an angry dude. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how you can look at the, the studies and say that they're the same. The balance of fatty acids is different. You're eating different fat when you do that. But more importantly, there's stuff that they don't always test. One of the things that, that completely proves that calories in, calories out is garbage is something that they do in industrial agriculture. Yes. You take a mold toxin called zeralinol. It's, it's a well-known one. You could look it up. And they make a, a little waxy pellet they put in a cow's ear, and then it melts into the blood flow there, and it enters the circulatory system. And it's called xeranol, those little things. This is a real thing. And when that happens, it, this is a synthetic estrogen that comes from mold that's a thousand times stronger than normal estrogen. And when they do it, the cow gets fat on 30% less calories. It changes the feed efficiency. Now, if such a magic potion is possible, then calories in, calories out is disproven permanently. Mm. So if they're putting stuff into the cow that makes the cow more marbled and gain weight more quickly, and then you eat the cow, might you become more marbled? So did Rob look at the levels of xenoestrogens added? No. Did he look at the glyphosate mm-hmm. contamination, which is well known mm-hmm. to cause all sorts of problems with cell membranes, the parts mm-hmm. of the body that I've been hacking. All of my books talk about how do you make more energy, have healthier membranes, mm-hmm. right? So what about that aspect of it, right? So it's not just about the earth. And I'll be really blunt, Jorge. Please. None of us are going to change our lives just to make the earth healthy. Because if we did, we would have to kill ourselves. <laughs> we're kind of a virus on the planet well, and we're it's destroying not, it's not the planet. Just that. Like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm holier than now. I'm, I do this thing. I'm like, do you drive a car? Stop. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, do you consume anything that was shipped to you? Stop. Right. Yeah. We're not going to go back to that. So uh, what's what happening is. here is, is what we care about most and all of the products I've ever designed for any of my companies, including yes. Bulletproof. Number yes. one, how are you going to feel after you eat it? That's We care about our energy more than anything else. Energy is the most precious thing on earth. And mm-hmm. energy comes from healthy cell membranes, eating the right foods, taking in air that's clean, mixing them up. And if you're good at that, you live a long time, you feel good, and you're full of energy, and you show up the way you want to. And if you're bad at that, you start to get sick, and you act like a jerk because you don't have enough energy in your brain to control your behavior. And you're right? sick, and you have these underlying health conditions, which puts you at risk for everything. The old school diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and then the new stuff. COVID-19. I mean, everything, right? Dave? Everything, yeah. right? So you look at that and like, how am I going to feel if I eat the grass-fed stuff? Well, mm-hmm. you just got synthetic estrogens, you got glyphosate that breaks your cell membranes and you got the wrong fatty acid composition. Now you can ignore all that and you can say, well, from an amino it? acid ratio as a biochemist, I am going to tell you that, well, the amino acids are about the same. Who cares? Like there's no well, so that part is, is accurate. Most likely. Yeah. 
Yeah, but who cares? Amino acids are cheap and easy to get. You can isolate them from anything. Like it, it doesn't matter. And it's right? more but the fat. It's more the fatty acids, right? That it's are all fatty acids and the lack of glyphosate, the lack of antibiotic residues, and the fatty acid composition. That's, that's what matters. It's the fatty acid. And the ideal fatty acids come one, one more time to beat this horse to death because I I want people to hear us because I'm so like this is why I always think we're such um kindred spirits you and I, because I really do believe what Susan Powder did <laughs> in the eighties, you yeah. know, she was obviously not educated. I hate to say it, not that she's comparable to Bill Gates, but I feel like he's in that same realm. And I feel like to educate him, her, anyone listening right now about why fat, specifically animal-based fat, healthy mm -hmm. grass-fed fat is so good. Talk to us, give us that nutshell again, and then connect it to fasting. Because I think one of the most sure. brilliant things that I know that you are an advocate of, and you've done this for so many years, and now it's a highlight of this book, is use that as a way to not suffer when you're fasting. And it does not break a fast. It doesn't raise insulin. That's usually what I yeah. explain to people is the thing that breaks a fast. But it, you can do it while you're fasting and enjoy the process and have zero hunger, right, Dave? You can absolutely do it with zero hunger. And you know, not to not to pick on Bill Gates here, it, it's if you have that core assumption, like kind of people are meat robots, yeah. Um, then you treat it very differently. We are in part biochemical, right? But there's also a, a an emotional aspect to us, and there's I'm going to call it a spiritual aspect, for lack of a better word. I like that. I was I was so stoked a while ago. Um, when Bill said, you know, I finally learned how to meditate. I think he used headspace. He's like, I I'm actually doing this now and it makes a difference. So what meditation does is it lets you get a sense of what all the cells in your body are doing. Yes. That body awareness that comes from inner reflection. Yes. Like, wow, I actually do feel different when I eat this piece of steak versus this piece of steak, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting with fasting, there's two kinds of fasting. And mm -hmm. by the way, Jorge, writing a book on fasting is not that hard. Don't eat for a while, step one. Step two, it's good for you. Here's a bunch of studies. And, and we like, got to make it enjoyable. No suffering, right? And that's, that's why the, fat yes. is a, a tool to make it. Well, tell us. Tell, give us a little yeah. biochemistry but, class on why we don't get hungry and why it doesn't there break you go. fast. Can you take it's, us there? Please? Yeah, I'll, I'll take you there. And, and that was why I wrote this book is like fasting without the hunger because a water-only fast, you can do it, but that's yeah. just because mice did it. And I, I call that hair shirt fasting when you don't have the things that turn off hunger. You want to do a spiritual fast for two days on a weekend? Like I'll I teach you how to do that in the book. Sure. They're like, I'm going to go in. But the rest of the time, there's but that's not two, a lifestyle. Yeah, that's- No, that's you can't do that. There's a working fast. Like what do you yeah. do Monday morning when you want to show up and you got kids running around the house and you're trying to focus? That is not a time to be in this kind of floaty, I'm tired state, which is a good state <laughs> some of the time, yes. right? It's what you did in the cave, correct? That was that. It's what I did in the cave, right? But let's but do you, it now Monday morning. Tell everyone why okay. our coffee or uh, whatever beverage, a tea, coffee, hot water, yeah. when you put healthy fat in, why it turns off hunger and you have zero okay. hunger, and then why it doesn't break the fast. And, and it's, yes. it's insulin, correct? It's maybe mm, there's two stuff. things to it. Tell, take it away. So the, the two things that happen during a fast that are most important, and during a water only or a no fat fast or no other hacks fast, there are some gut microbe things that may be important for some people, but not most people most of the time who are fasting for energy or weight loss. Mm. But the two things that happen are, number one, insulin stays constant. It doesn't raise at all. Number two is your mTOR levels are low. Most people don't know what mTOR is, but what happens when you fast is something called autophagy, which is when 
the body takes the digestive energy that was going to go into breaking down your food. It says, I got no food here. Maybe I'll use that to clean up my cells. It'll break down old weak cells. It'll replace the dim bulbs with bulbs that are brighter. Amen. Right. And this is an ongoing cellular cleanup process. It's like a housekeeping, right? Dave? Housekeeping, right? And if you, if you eat either protein or carbs, it raises mTOR, which means your housekeeping stops. So now if you keep insulin low and mTOR low, what happens? Hmm. You're in a fasted state. So you could say, I'm going to have water and I'm just going to you know, muscle through. I'm going to muscle through my work. I'm going to muscle through this podcast if I even had to muscle for it, but I'm not going to muscle through hunger, right? So there's three fasting hacks that make a difference. Tell us. And one of them has never been written about in the world of fasting in Fast This Way. So the first one, black coffee during a fast. There is abundant evidence for this, but the study that most people don't know about is the amount of, of caffeine in a small or in two small cups of coffee doubles ketone production. Mm. And ketones, as your audience probably already knows, but ketones are these fat burning molecules or really molecules that come from burning fat that can be used as energy in your cells. And a small rise in ketones, much less than full-blown nutritional ketosis, is enough to change two hormones in the body. One is called CCK. It's the Calvin Klein hormone or cholecystokinin is its technical name. Calvin Klein, I like that. (laughs) What that does, that's the the fullness hormone. It makes you feel full. Mm -hmm. And then there's a hunger hormone called ghrelin. And when that's lower, you're just not hungry. So it turns out fullness is not lack of hunger. Fullness is different. But if you turn off hunger and turn on fullness, you're good. So just black coffee makes fasting easier. I have a question. Uh, And this is just because we did an interview with Andy Weil and we did one with Paul Saladino, both doctors. They say, and this is Paul Saladino, uh, you know, no disrespect to him. I love him. He's a great guy. But yeah, he talks about the bean of the plants, of the yeah. coffee bean, that it can be something that in the toxicity spectrum he talks about can be at times toxic. So maybe address that. And then Andy sure. Weil says the caffeine that people are overdosing on coffee. And he, you know, he's the original integrative health doctor from the eighties and nineties. And uh-huh. you know, he, uh, he has his white beard still, but you know, he looks great. He's in better health now, I think than he was 30 years ago. And he told me don't drink coffee. So because of the, it keeps you up and you're not going to sleep. And he says, everyone's different, but he's like majority of people keeps them up. I, you know, I have coffee. I mean, I'm having it right now. So tell us how maybe that perspective isn't the only yeah. perspective, because I think you obviously well, know why it's good for us. Both. Um, Paul and Andy have been on Bulletproof Radio. Um, they're both friends. Uh, I have a lot of respect for both of them. Yeah. Now, um, it's interesting. Uh, Andrew Weil mm-hmm. is, um, he has a matcha tea company, which is the highest caffeine tea you can make. It's true. Now, how is it that caffeine from tea isn't keeping people up at night, but caffeine from coffee is? Yeah, I know. We talked. He talked about it when he was on the show. What's because your take the on that? Yeah. Say again. Uh, it's because of the L-theanine probably he's saying, but- Oh, but he, yes, yes. You, you, you've heard the interview. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, it, it's L-theanine is a commonly available amino acid that you can pair with caffeine, but you don't need to. 10% or so, maybe 5% of people have a liver that doesn't break down caffeine. They either shouldn't drink it or they drink it in the morning. Okay. For the rest of us, you can drink coffee up until about two. Now- Amen. I like that. <laughs> now with, with Paul, I'm, I love it because- on the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap, and people have downloaded this like many, many million times, and it's yeah, sort yeah. of the Bulletproof Diet in a and nutshell. And we'll put it in the show notes. It's, that's yeah, good. and it's it's a part, it, there's a new one for Fast This Way where I've oh, updated yeah. it. And Can what it comes down too? to, yeah. 
Perfect. It's like always eat grass-fed meat. <laughs> okay, that's pretty darn carnivore, right? Mm-hmm. But then Paul's saying, well, you know, guys, I think the ultimate diet might end up being non-toxic plants and uh, organ meat. Don't forget the organ. Uh, yeah. Oh, and organ meats, of course. And I've, I'm a big supporter of organ meats, nose to sure. tail. And I actually have the whole animals and I have eaten a pig nose. They're not that good. You oh. make sausage out of that. I stick but, to liver and heart, but I, you know, but go yeah. ahead, please continue. But, but you, and, and also you want to eat, you know, the sweet breads and all that sort of stuff, but uh, you can powder them the way Paul does, which I like. I, I don't really like liver. So I take my liver in capsules, but when you look at this, like, okay, so some plants are okay. I'm like, that's funny. Cause on the Bulletproof diet, here's the plants to eat. And here's the plants that make you hungry. So don't eat those unless you're starving. Yeah. Right. And coffee's not one of them, right? Well, not, it turns out, well, coffee is in hundreds of studies. A new one just came out yesterday saying, oh, that's funny. Up to five cups a day for guys with prostate issues that it reduces risk of prostate cancer. And uh, people who drink up to five cups a day have a, even of decaf have a reduction of all cause mortality. So if you look at the preponderance of evidence, there is no way to say that coffee is bad for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It does create some hormetic stress on the body, much like other things do, but it also involves something called AMPK signaling, which is good for you. Yeah. And so, I know it, I know some people have said, Rob Wolf mentioned this about how you leach one eighth of a teaspoon of salt. So I take electrolytes and I know you believe in electrolytes, but sure. I feel like that's Rob easy to a, correct. Yeah. That's Rob has his element electrolyte brand. I mean, they've, I've talked about it on my show yeah. and you know, even before that, it's like, what have, what's the recommendation been forever? It's like, take a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of sea salt or mm-hmm. crystal salt, like Redmond salt or Himalayan mm-hmm. salt. Oh, I love Redmond's. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in. Uh, in water when you first wake up. And there's a yeah. circadian reason, reason to do that. So yeah, Even before coffee, the coffee, you, you're okay with that before coffee, right? Have a little Yeah, you can do that before coffee. You can do it after coffee, you know, as long as it's too. present in the body or just drink some mineral water too. That'll Amen. make a difference. Good. So um, I, I think that the evidence for coffee, it, it's almost impossible to stand up credibly and say coffee is bad for you. I will say everything you put in your body has three things in it. Tell One is energy. Okay, we measure that in calories. Energy is not a bad thing. You have to have enough energy. People are chronically cal- caloric deprived. If they hate their lives, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's why when you break your fast, you eat enough food. You don't. You, this isn't a chronic starvation program. This is a period of time without food, then enough food. So there's energy. Then there's nutrients, mm-hmm. right? These are things that are good for you. Coffee happens to be the largest source of polyphenols in the American diet. Polyphenols are colored plant compounds that are really important for you. Tell people some of the benefits of these beautiful um benefits. Or well, the- polyphenols, when you eat them, feed a type of gut bacteria you can't take as probiotics. And these are the kind of gut bacteria that thin people have more of. Mm-hmm. And polyphenols also directly influence mitochondrial function and they improve it. On top of that, uh, the polyphenols in coffee are what allow your body to make melanin, which is something that gives you a tan. Mm-hmm. And melanin is also active in the brain and in the very back of the eyes. So having more melanoids, they're called, is is beneficial for you. So, so coffee has those nutrients in it. That's and then fantastic. everything yeah. has anti-nutrients, including meat, but it's a question of the ratio. So kale, very high in anti-nutrients. It's got no energy to speak of in it. It's got some nutrients, but the anti-nutrients cancel out the nutrients. So I you agree. end up worse off after you eat the kale than you did before. I've been trying to help Beyonce and her trainer, who's a friend of mine, this Cuban man. I'm sure you know Marco Barago. Yeah. He wrote the green print and you know the plant-based revolution. I mean, they're right there with Bill Gates. I feel like, holy moly. I mean, and I love Beyonce. She looks great, but I remember her in that Austin Power movie. She looked different. <laughs> well, she had a trimmer back then, and I feel like so much kale. It's also inflammatory, right? That part you, oh man, Saladino and kale. all kale. 
We got to stop Kale. I mean, I talk I, to I, us I, about Kale. Why? Why? I went on the Joe Rogan show about six, seven years ago. Yeah, I was on several times, and uh, you um, know, Andy Weil also serves kale at his restaurant, and I used I to eat a kale salad. I thought it was amazing, but then I would have the worst gas, bloating. But but you you t- you say it from it, your perspective. It I think shreds. You're agree. It shreds your gut, even if it's cooked. It's it's better if it's cooked. But here's what's going on with kale. In fact, in Fast This Way, there's five categories of things that cause cravings. These are plant, usually plant, but sometimes just food toxins that are bad for you. Kale is very high in two things that are seriously dangerous. One of them is oxalic acid. And oxalic acid is there. This is why horses and sheep and even pigs will spit out kale. And kale is there to keep animals from eating it and keep bugs from eating it. Or not kale's there, but oxalic acid's there. What it does is it finds calcium in your body, not in your bones, but free calcium. It sticks to the calcium and it forms these tiny crystals. And then they circulate around. There is, There are huge numbers of people with kidney stones caused by eating raw kale right now. Yes, I've read all this. Yes. yes. And kidney the, stones. Those crystals cause inflammation, so they cause muffin top. They cause brain fog. It's it's associated with some t- some of the causes of autism. It's not the only cause. There's many things that cause neurological inflammation. That's autoimmune based, which is autism. But it's it it makes it worse basically. And we've all heard of unleaded gasoline because we know lead's poisonous, right? Do you know what they replace lead with in gasoline? Oh God, don't say it. Thallium which is a thousand times more toxic than lead. Thallium was called the poisoner's poison because it goes into your cells and it replaces potassium and it pushes out the potassium, which makes the cells unable to function. So if you want to poison someone in a real sneaky way, you put a little bit of thallium in their food for a little while and magically all their cells stop making energy and then they just get weak, tired, and then they die. Why do I feel like you're going to say this is also found in Beyonce's favorite plant? plant. The one Beyonce's favorite thing, kale. The one plant of all plants that sucks thallium out of the environment the most is thallium. Uh-huh. So people eat a lot of kale. If you get a advanced toxic metal screen, you will find high thallium in your body. So you're getting this stuff that's we're now pumping it out through our exhaust pipes yes. into the environment. And then kale sucks it up. So you got oxalic acid, which goes into your joints, the sore joints in the morning, the stiff back, yes. the pain along your spine. Everything, inflammation yeah. everywhere. Oh, and vulvodynia. Ha- how did Andy yes. Weil miss this? He's the he's the father of integrative medicine. How yeah, did he miss it? it? I, I love Andy. How we, did he miss this? We all were taught this. Like I said, I was a raw vegan. I ate buckets of kale. I mean, I so had giant salad okay. bowls bigger than my head. But you've right? evolved. So, Look at you, Dave. You've I, I have evolved. So. You know who else has is Dr. Mercola. Um, oh. You know, I've talked with him a lot. We're oh, friends. God. He's been on my show a few times, and yeah, he was all about this. You know, raw veggies in the nineties. But he has evolved and he does uh, high fat, low omega-6, you know, high saturated fat, low omega-6, um, does periods of carnivore uh, and eats low toxin vegetables. So he's and, not eating kale anymore. Good. No, no. He's, he's also Dr. Gundry, right? So yes. I talked about kale in the Bulletproof Diet. I talked about oxalic acid and lectins and there's these five categories. And then, you know, Gundry came out and when I interviewed him, we talked about kale and how it pokes holes in the gut lining, much like wheat does. Right. So look, you can believe something is healthy, right? But then if it isn't actually healthy and we know the mechanism and you can measure for me, if I eat kale the next morning, like why do my joints hurt again? That's and you're bloated, right? I have on top that wasn't there. It yes. like, why do my hips hurt? I I don't have pain in my body the way I did in my twenties. My clients don't believe that kale does that because it's so low calorie. But again, it's not about calories in, calories. Calories out. don't matter. You can overeat calories, but calories do not make you fat. It is what it's, it's what you eat. And if calories were the end all be all, mm-hmm. when I was 
really stress testing the Bulletproof Diet before I was willing to publish a book. Yeah. I went on a 4,500 calorie a day diet. I stopped exercising and I restricted my sleep to five hours or less per night. I was going to do it for 30 days and I was going to gain three pounds, but do the math and say, guys, why didn't I gain 15 pounds? What just Ah. happened? But what I did is I lost weight and I ended up doing that for more than a year. By the way, eating more calories than you need is proven to be bad for you. It is not a good idea, but eating less calories than you need, it doesn't work. And here's what no one talks about. Your body, that ghrelin hunger hormone I talked about, Yes. your your ghrelin levels, like let's say I go back to when I was 300 pounds, I had the hunger of a 300 pound person. Mm. So if I went on a low calorie diet and I actually lost weight, which I did lots of times, I could lose 20 pounds, gain 30, lose 30, gain 40, it happens all the time. So what's going on there is your hunger is always at your fattest set point. And there's no way that you're going to win over the course of months against hunger because hunger is a biological thing driven by your cells. Well, it turns out if you go into ketosis, ketones, even at a level of 0.5, most people with a cup of Bulletproof coffee can get their ketones up to 0.5 if they're using the the brain octane in it, which is a direct source of ketones in the body. When ketones go up, it resets your ghrelin levels to your current body weight. So now you have the hunger of a 250 pounder instead of a 300 pounder. Mm. And then you're much less likely to regain your weight. This is why fasting is so critically important in fasting without hunger. Yeah. So this is a part of the thing about calories we don't know about, but let's go back to talking about fat during a fast. Please, please. There's three hacks in the book for turning off hunger. Like the, the weakest of them is coffee. And coffee is good for you. Just Google any any Diet. medical condition yeah. you can think of in coffee and look at the studies. I mean, it what, is ridiculous. What's your number one study you would suggest? And maybe we'll share that. What would um, be the, the, the king of the studies. To- well, my favorite one is that coffee doubles ketone production from UC San Diego, Dr. Kinane. But oh. just, just Google yeah. coffee all-cause mortality. Hey, it's Jorge, and I just wanted to interrupt the show just for a moment to invite you to head on over and sign up for my daily Zero Hunger email that will give you each day a simple what to eat to get radical control over your sugar, carb, and salty snack food cravings. And if this is something you want to conquer and make a lifestyle, the newsletter is important. It will really give you tools every day to keep building that momentum to create a lifestyle where you're in control of sugar and carbs. So if that sounds good, check it out. Simply go to zerohungerplan.com. I'll spell it for you. It's with a Z, Z Z-E-R-O, zerohungerplan.com, and it's all free. I'll see you there. Let's get back to the show. And you'll find that up to five cups a day of caffeinated or decaffeinated is associated with a reduction. And the more you drink up to five cups, the less you die. And this was done at one of the studies at UCSD, my alma mater, right here in La Jolla. I'm in Del Mar, so like five minutes from here. All right, I love that. So the coffee, number one, what are other two? Number two is Bulletproof Coffee. And look, I'm not here to sell. Bulletproof Coffee is a very successful company and Bulletproof has done great. Uh, We've created three new categories in the health industry. So um, this is there because it works. And grass-fed butter, when you put even a half a teaspoon, you don't have to put a lot in when you're fasting, but you need some. And the reason you do that- I like the Kerrygold. Do you use that sometimes? I use Kerrygold. In fact, we drove a global shortage of Kerrygold in 2014 from (laughs) Bulletproof Coffee. It's Um, by the brick now at Costco. So thank God it's out there. Someone got arrested smuggling butter in 2014 during that shortage. I love it. Um, It it was awesome. So we've got our Kerrygold. We love shout out to them. Thank you. And you put it in there and when you blend it, and it's driven me nuts. Why do you have to blend coffee with butter for it to work? You can't just float it on the top or at least shake it up really well. It could taste good. 
Well, it tastes good, that's for sure. It goes back to what was the inspiration for this. I'm in very remote part of Tibet drinking yak butter tea and going, why do I feel so good? Well, why would Tibetans who don't even have running water, these, these people like live with a yak that travels around, they're nomadic. Well, they blend their coffee every morning. And if they have a blender, great. Otherwise they use a butter churn to do it. Oh, okay. Or not coffee, they blend their tea. Why would you do that? Well, tell us. No one could tell you. So I funded research at the University of Washington with Dr. Gerald Pollack who has studied basic water chemistry in cells. Remember those fats that our cells are made out of? When you drink water or any liquid, your body takes the liquid and it puts it next to your cells where there's fat, and then it exposes it to 1200 nanometer light. It's called body heat. So basically infrared light. And when you do that, after a little while, the water transforms from bulk water into exclusion zone water. And people say, well, that's a bunch of hocus, water's all the same. Well, you can see this on a microscope. It, it's actually there, it's visible. And, and it's not the same. It's not the same. And for you to do any enzyme process, for you to make ATP in your cells, for you to refold proteins, for you to do autophagy, you must have exclusions on water. Wow. Well, Dr. Pollock's new research that just came out this year, it was like two University years after I- University of Washington? Was it the- yeah, University? yeah, University of Washington. Oh, please send that to us, Dave. We'll include it okay. if you don't mind. Please. Yeah, I'll send that. Um, I think I might have the pre-publication, but I think it's been published. I'll make sure that, that we get it for you. Thank you. And what happens there is that when you blend that butter fat and MCT oil, he tested both, create the largest exclusion zone he's ever seen. So you're making the water in your coffee when you blend it so that when you drink it, your body can immediately use that liquid to burn fat, to burn ketones, or even to burn glucose. It increases the ability of your body to do metabolic processes. So blending the butter in really matters. And it doesn't have to be 200 calories of butter. It can be 30 calories of butter. You just need tiny droplets of butter fat to transform the water in the coffee. And you add the MCT oil because it also does that, but the MCT oil, and this is C8 MCT, the Bulletproof Brain Octane is different than bulk MCTs, which don't no, it do is. the same thing. And tell people, just give them a moment of, of how it comes from, because I know it comes from coconut oil, but this yes. isn't coconut oil. And MCT oil, I've had people say, oh, it's great. But then some people say they get disaster pants. Tell them why sure. it's important and how to use it so you don't get a disaster. Okay. I love this. So, <laughs> We're talking about poop again. <laughs> we are, man. We always go to poop. The, people like to say, oh, coconut oil is mostly MCT oil. Well, coconut oil is 52% MCT oil. However, there are four different oils that do different things that are all legal to call MCT oil. The one that is most abundant, probably 40% of the oil in coconut is a 12 chain MCT oil that doesn't have any special powers. It, it's the same as any other fat in the body. It goes into the liver, has to get broken down. But the shorter chain MCTs, the C8 is the one that has the most studies also from the University of California. They actually studied the bulletproof C8 uh, in the studies they did. It's four times more ketogenic than the most common MCT oil. And the C10 oil is about twice as ketogenic. But what's happening is people are saying, oh, I've got coconut oil, it's mostly MCT, or they Good buy enough. a cheap MCT oil that has the lauric acid in it, and it doesn't work. And we don't want it, it doesn't raise ketones the way it must in order for this hack to work. So Bulletproof, the brain octane that I put together, it's substantially more expensive because I don't kill orangutans with it. It's coconut only, not from palm oil, where most MCT comes from. You're kidding, and it comes from palm oil? Uh, most MCT is from palm, yeah. No, 
I thought it was only from coconut oil. No, um, the expensive, good quality stuff is from coconuts. And they don't have to even say it on the label, probably. They do don't they? have to. Of course. Nope. No kidding. So most MCTs, though, are contributing to environmental problems because oh. palm, palm plantations are disrupting orangutan habitats and they're burning oh jungles and things. So I, I, many years ago, switched to coconut and it, it increased my cost by 20%, but I didn't raise my price on the oil. I actually dropped the price because it was the right thing to do for the planet that we live on. Of course. And then when you make MCT oils, you're basically taking them out of the coconut oil. Yeah. And there's something called C17 and C23. These are small amounts of contaminants. So in the very early days of Bulletproof, before I had my own MCT oil mm -hmm. manufacturing, you could buy a couple of them, mm -hmm. but you drink it and it was common. They call it disaster pants. And it would cause <laughs> like a little burning in the throat and then you'd feel great, but then you'd like shit everywhere. So I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it would um, happen. It, it was a problem. Yeah. So the brain octane oil eliminated that because we're triple distilling it and then we're really filtering true. it through a clay medium, which no one does in the MCT world. But that's yeah. why I make it the way I make it. Yeah. And that said, look, if you want to use some other brand who was inspired by Bulletproof, give it a try. I think mm. you'll see a difference. They're about the same price. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But MCT and how much do, does someone use in a, a typical cup of coffee? Butter you, and then MCT. What would you say? So it depends on, on how much energy you want and how much energy you need. And, and if you're and hunger control to get the and zero hunger, hunger control, fights. right? So if you're heavily breakfast. overweight, yeah. you might want to use a tablespoon of butter, right? Because you. your body actually needed that energy, Thank right? You. And you just, you had a high energy day, you want to do it, or maybe you just want to use a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon of butter. And then the MCTs, I recommend you start with a teaspoon or two, yeah. and then you can work out. Most people do about a tablespoon, okay. right? And it, it actually works much better with the butter. So an equivalent amount of both of them usually resolves the digestive issues. The balance. And yeah, you could do that with every cup or just one or two, or could you do all, like people, we were saying five cups, could you do that? You could do it with five cups, but then you're going to be doing a 24 hour fast. The, the thing about this is it is profoundly just ending of cravings and hunger. So what'll happen if you have that Bulletproof coffee at 10 AM, someone's going to bring in the donuts and you'll get the donuts and go, I actually don't want the donut. Like I'm just, well, this is what we want, but this is a perfect yeah, segue to the next question I have for you because okay. it is liberating because I would love your take on this because we've covered fat so well. And I, I think without question, we know this is a good thing that Susan powder, God bless her and Bill Gates. I, I don't know how I can connect the two, but we just did. <laughs> we're maybe misinformed to be nice. Right. I mean, they're wrong, but let's say they're misinformed. Look, a, a lot of people love to hate on rich people. Right. Like, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. It, yeah, it's, okay. it's driven by envy, yeah. right? And envy is the hardest to detect of human emotions. Um, I have had a chance to meet many global billionaires. Many of them have used my work and you know, they'll fly me there and I'll go meet with them. Some of them yeah. are investors in my companies. Uh, and I've met the CEOs of most of the big food companies. They all want to do the right thing. Of and course. sometimes the assumptions behind what they're doing aren't, uh, aren't correct. So they think they're on a path. Mm -hmm. And if you believe calories matter, you can go out there and make corn syrup beverages and you know, fried corn stuff. As long as it's low calorie, you're fine because a calorie is a calorie. But if that assumption is wrong, you have to transform your business. So this is just about understanding truth and systems biology on the planet. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to jump onto that. You know, let's all hate Bill Gates. And, no, no. You know, I think his intentions are honorable and he he's passionate. I mean, I, yeah, he he's, seems he's he, he might be wrong, but he's passionate. And, well, you know, I don't I well, don't with the meat. He is wrong. I mean, between you and me, I'm sorry, Mr. Gates, we have to we have to do an intervention with him. And it's funny. His publicist reached out to us for his new book. And oh, yeah. so, I mean, are you going to be interviewing him? Because I think you should. I would if be not, honored to interview. Let's Bill do Gates. an interview together, the three of yeah. us, and I'll have you and him on here and we'll see what he says. It, it'd be great. Would that be fun? 
It, that'd be incredible. And <laughs> here's the deal. Promoting his new book. <laughs> it, it's not okay to, to hate on, um, you yeah. know, hate on any one person because hate actually costs you anyway. But so. you can just be like, look, I don't like the direction things are heading here. But yeah. I also have to say, like, look at what, you know, Microsoft has done that's changed the world. I had, you know, Microsoft Windows 1.0 when I was a kid. And he'll love uh, that you were connected to the family or to your mom uh, back when, yeah. in the 80s, right? Yeah. Um, back in, uh, no, that was 1972. Holy smokes. Yep. Wow. So back in the, the, the startup days, but um, she, she worked half time answering phones for the company when she was wow. trying to, it's crazy. I, I, it's I like a random moments. family thing. She didn't get stock options though. So your mom. Bad. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, you know, not everyone does, but all right. So here's the thing we were saying, Hey, could we have five cups with the bulletproof uh, magic? There are it? people who and you do said that. You could, and you could say you could fast 24 hours. So I was going to ask you this question, help me see how a, 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 we'll call it a one day fast. Could, what are the health benefits of that? What yep. are the health benefits of a two day fast? If people were going to do more coffee and, you know, or drink water, however, and then take us all the way to a three day fast. Don't take us to four, because I think that I, I don't think my clients would do that, but I have clients that do one, two, and three. What are the health benefits? Take us through a one day, obviously autophagy. And then I think autophagy gets stronger as you go towards three. I I think Jason Fung yep. has talked to me about that, but mm -hmm. take us through your perspective of the health benefits one day, then take us two, and then let's see what happens at three, because I think it what? gets sexy at three, right? Yeah. It, it's hard to say for everyone it's the same. Well, no. Um, yeah. I mean, they, we'll, these generalize. Are very, we'll generalize. It's very mushy, but essentially the longer you go, the more autophagy you get. Amen. Uh, and you also get some increases in growth hormone when you do the longer fasts. But what I want people to understand here, there is no one way to fast. In fact, uh, Dr. Will Cole, another friend is coming out with intuitive fasting in a little while, um, his book on that. And fasting is like weightlifting. It is a hormetic stressor. That means it is a stressor on the body. So, so this means, look, if you have a lot of weight to lose, you're highly stressed, maybe you don't need to fast that long. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be three days or four. I got you. Keep it simple. Give me one. Yeah, no, take a sip. I love that water, by the way. That's my favorite brand. Tell yeah, me what you're drinking there, because I know everyone's I was drinking uh, San Pellegrino. Yummy. And it's it. because it has, uh, um, it has sulfate in it, or sulfite, no, sulfate in it, Yeah. which most mineral water doesn't. And you need that to mix with your cholesterol, especially yes. when you're in sunshine to make cholesterol sulfate. So it's good stuff. No, it is. It is. So let's set the stage. So say someone has maybe 20 pounds, 30 pounds yep. to lose 20, and 30 they want to do a one day fast. Tell us what the benefits are there. A one day, you know, whether okay. it's, you know, whatever. And then a two day and then a three day, obviously more autophagy, maybe more for someone who has more underlying health conditions and more weight, but tell us what you think of the benefits, the positive of a one, two or three, please. The benefits of a one day are autophagy. And the benefits of two and a three day are more autophagy and more growth hormone to, to really simplify it the most. And after that, um, you are going to start burning your muscle, right? And that's okay. And people are like, oh, I might lose muscle mass. Here's the deal. Your body is not a block of muscle and other stuff like that. Your body is an eddy moving through the environment. It, it actually doesn't exist because the body you have at the end of this podcast is not the same body you had before the podcast. It's true. Some cells were taken out and removed and new cells were formed. So you're constantly building and unbuilding muscle cells and that's okay. So if you fast for four days, you will lose probably a couple pounds of muscle. You'll probably lose a couple pounds of fat, but 
it's the autophagy. It's what muscle cells and what fat cells did you get rid of that's precious? It got rid of that's the weak. That's what bones. I love because there's a difference. I know Jason Fung has educated me a little bit where it's sometimes the tissues uh, that we don't need. I mean, and that's yeah. good to lose those kind of uh, protein cells that we don't need. It's not necessarily a bicep it, you're losing. It's, it's critical. Right? There's something, something in my anti-aging book called Superhuman, and I went really deep on this. There's something called zombie cells. These are senescent cells. And this is one of the seven pillars of aging that I identified in the book. And I fasting that, for that was yeah, I yeah fasting really helps on removing that. So it makes you younger because yeah, some of the cells you're losing are the ones you didn't want. Mm -hmm. And I would just say for most people, look, if you're going to fast for four days, start by learning how to fast for 16 hours and then learn how to do one meal a day fasting. And Amen. there is no evidence that says you should do a 16 hour fast every single day. Mm -hmm. There is no evidence that says, oh, mad one meal a day. You should do that every single day. Mm -hmm. And some people really do well on that. But what you want to do is not fall into the fasting trap. And that's one of the big reasons I wrote this book. So look, the Bulletproof Diet was very transformative. It had intermittent fasting. It had grass fed. <laughs> don't eat toxic vegetables. Yeah. And, you know, lots of, of things that- well, You were keto, the first was, to talk about all this. You really it, were. It was, well, I don't know if I was the first, but I was the first major person to, I, and some Absolutely. of these things were original Dave thinking, especially putting it all together that way, Amen. right? But yeah. each of those has its camp. So there's like the keto bros, if you eat a carb again, it's like, no, it's supposed to be a cyclical low toxin keto diet and you have to eat the right fats, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm finding is people go over keto and they actually get sick, mm -hmm. right? And it happens repeatedly and it happens first in women, then in men. Fasting is the same way. So over fasting is, is the risk. So what well, I, I would agree, let's not do four day fast. That seems too well, much. I've done a four day fast. Four day fasts are great, but, but that was a special, special type of uh, yeah, reason, right, Dave? Yeah. Don't do it all the time. Don't do it even once a month. No. Um, and it might be okay when you're younger, but I just interviewed um, a woman on my show. I haven't even put it up yet. Yeah. Margaret Paul, she's done intermittent fasting for 55 years. How's she look? Good. Oh my God. She's 20 years younger than her actually. She's 80, I think 81. And she looks yeah. like she's 61. I love that. And oh, she still works. has That's hair. Right. And so this is an example of, of how that, uh, how that can happen. And she says, I used to do five and six day fast when I was young, but they actually mm -hmm. don't work as you age. So yeah. let's focus on learn how to fast based on how much energy you have. So if you wake yeah. up in the morning, your aura ring says, Oh, look today, you're full of energy. It's an awesome day. Like you recovered really well. All right. Maybe you should do a 24 hour. Maybe like, okay, I'm going to kick off my fast. But if you wake up, you're like I drank last night, I'm wrecked. I don't have enough energy. I have a big day. Do a 16 or an 18 hour fast. Feel more so the gentle. Is, yeah. Same yeah. fast every day is not a good idea. Long yeah. fasts are when you prepare ahead of time. You've already mm -hmm. uh, conditioned your body with intermittent fasting. And then uh, like right in the middle of my book launch, I did a 72 hour fast just because I was busy and I wanted that energy that comes from that. It's true. So, I do them on occasion too. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't start there. So, yeah. so for, yeah. for people like you don't have to worry about the three and four day fasts. And honestly, if you say I'm going to do a four day fast and then on the third day you go, well, I'm feeling absolutely like garbage. And you have two choices. One is you push through and say, I'm just going to deal with this. And that's when you lay on a couch, you're supposed to not be working out. You're supposed to be relaxed, maybe journal, and you're getting into the spiritual fast land. Yeah. But if you're doing that in the middle that's of your on day work, four, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. extreme. I've never done a four day. I've not done what you've done, yeah. especially without the butter or without minerals or without some little biohack, because I feel like to do it the way you did it, was pure, but you've experienced that spiritual enlightenment. You right, get Dave? super flighty, but what's really <laughs> neat, Jorge, is yeah. 
Okay, let's look at this. One of the things that happens from fasting is ketones. So with ketones, your brain works better. Your neurons actually have more energy than they did. Remind before. people what that means. I hate to always dumb things down, but I always say, let's sure. keep it simple. Oprah taught me that years ago. And a, what would you use as a metaphor for a ketone? Like how would you describe so a, that? When your body is burning fat, yeah. fat has more calories than sugar. And mm. ketones are what happens your body burns fat. Mm. So the neurons in your brain, like, even if you give them sugar and fat next to each other, they'll take the fat because like, yeah, I needed more power because I'm like, I'm the processor of the body. I need this energy. So your brain is lit up. That's why when people drink the Bulletproof coffee that raises ketones, like, yeah, well, I love this. It's like day four of a fast when you get all the energy, yeah. but they're getting it the first morning. Mm -hmm. So the ketones go up. So now your energy production is higher. All the energy that you used to put into breaking down food in the gut, it doesn't have to do that anymore. So now all that energy is now unleashed in your body for healing and for thinking. Amen. And we are wired when our stomachs are empty and they've been empty for a little while to open up our sensors. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I'm getting a little bit less sciencey here, a little bit more shamanic and Eastern stuff. But it's okay. We, we like a little a soul fit here, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it, that stuff exists and it's real and we all feel it in one yeah. way or another. And when your sensors are open, I mean the mitochondria themselves, the ancient bacteria in the body. This is from autophagy, correct? Um, they are part of autophagy. What they are though, these are ancient bacteria embedded in our cells and their job, they are the puppet masters of your meat. Like, Ooh. so they run the operating system of your body and they have rules they follow. And when you don't have food, they be, there are sensors that sense the environment and then make energy, hormones, neurotransmitters in response to the environment before you can think about it. So they're very much in control. And they'll start saying, hmm, maybe you need to be more aware of the world around you in order to find food. And you literally open up and, and you're more perceptive. You smell better. One of the stories in the book is from a guy who did long range patrol military stuff you know, in the jungle. And their training was, well, here's an 80 pound backpack. And you have no food. Here's a canteen. You have three days. You need to go, you know, 100 miles through the jungle and find the destination point. Here's a compass. Wow. And they'd hang a hamburger in the tree, or actually a cheeseburger. And, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and then they would get within a couple miles of it, and they could all smell it right? Because they were so open. So any of the things like the tracker schools, all the people who really teach how That's to be powerful. in nature, yeah. when you do it with fasting, it is about picking up the world around you in a different way. Wow. That's what happens over a longer fast. Well, this is, I mean, I, mean, I may have to visit with you and we'll have to do a cave fast. I mean, I feel like I've never taken it to that level. Three days yeah. is my max and I always look great. I mean, my abs pop. I feel oh, yeah. great. I've never lost muscle. I've gained 19 pounds uh, during the COVID time when I've done this. Uh, not to distract from this, but I gave a lot of credit to Mark Sisson. You know, he's 67 years young. Yep. You've seen his body on his Instagram. He's doing well. He's a rock star. He's a rock star. So I said, Mark, whatever you're doing, I'm going to do. But I feel like, please continue, because this is definitely something Mark and no one has ever talked about this, it, this kind new. of uh, soul fit, I call it, right? Soul yeah. fit, maybe? It, it's uh, the, the spiritual side of fasting. And there's a chapter in the book. Okay, I was in a cave, but you look at every tradition, whether it's Christianity, whether it's ancient European stuff, whether it's South American, Chinese, Indian, they always had yes. fasting as a part of this because yes. there is a level of clarity and sharpness that comes from fasting. And it's because yes. the energy is not going into your stomach. Yes. The energy is going into your brain and the energy that's going into your brain is a more powerful form of energy than the normal stuff when you eat protein and sugar. And that allows you to open up these sensors and reach new levels. 
this is why spiritual fasting matters. Yeah. And this is why a working fast matters. And I wanted to put that both, this, both. Yeah. yeah. And this is a different fasting book that this is not the don't eat for a while. It's good for you. We know that, but how do you actually do it? And then how would you do it to reach that state versus to reach a state, which is, I just kicked ass all day and I was never hungry. And one of the other things that comes out here, I found a study in, in the book, please, 15% of the average person's thoughts every day are about what's for their next meal. Oh, wow. Okay. And if you're metabolically unfit, it's probably closer to 40%. I would say that's most okay. people. What if you were to get all of that thought back because you just didn't think about food because your body had enough energy? Wow. And that is a massive performance upgrade on day one of an intermittent fast when you're doing the fasting hacks Amen. I'm talking about in the book. Yes, yes. Right. I, I do I do OMAD quite often. I, I sometimes will do two meals a day if I need it. I listen to my body, which I think yeah, you would I do one or two. It's a good thing yeah. to do. And I think Jack Dorsey, he's a big guy. Everyone knows him from Twitter and what happened during the last year with politics and how oh, he, yeah. he, he he's been drinking Trump. bulletproof for a long time. <laughs> right? Uh, he's yeah. a huge advocate of this. And he, yeah. you know, he's a rich man, very well known. He's not fat. He's doing this for longevity. And yep. if you do the OMAD, and then I think he takes, correct me if I'm wrong, two days. He does a two-day I think every weekend he does a 48-hour fast and yes. he does OMAD the rest of the time. He might be getting to the point of overfasting, but have. I say might. Right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Jack knows his body really well. He's a biohacker. He measures things. He's got his aura ring and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I've got one so, too. I love the, tell everyone what an aura ring is because you've mentioned sure. it twice now and I don't have mine on right now, but I took it off okay. before uh, the show. Uh, or, so I, Aura ring is a, a ring that has built-in sensors. You charge it about once a week and it Put tracks it near the your camera, Dave, sleep. So they can, they can see it for you. It, yeah. it tracks your sleep. It just looks like a normal ring, uh, but it also tracks your movement and it tracks something called heart rate variability. So you wake up in the morning and it says, how well did you recover last night? And if your number for that, your readiness score is high, you can do a longer fast and a heavier lift. And if you wake up, God, I'm wrecked today. You might not necessarily feel it as much until you learn, but you look at the score and well, from a data perspective, your body is not strong today. So maybe you don't need to push it so hard. And I was CTO and co-founder of the first company that could get heart rate off the wrist. We sold it to Intel for $100 million years ago. It was called Basis. It's the stuff that's in the, the iPhone or sorry, the iPhone. Um, the you're Apple amazing. You literally are like a Steve Jobs. You are a, such an innovator. I mean, there are very few people that have your your depth, you know, but continue. But thank, I, thank you. Um, oh, I, I appreciate that compliment. I think Steve Jobs is a very unique human being. Um, okay. And I, I don't know that I'm a Steve Jobs, but well, you're uh, a sweeter, you. you're a sweet yeah. guy. I mean, I'm not saying Steve Jobs was an asshole, but some people say that, you know, but well, continue, uh, apparently he was, but just, I mean, he's he a creative visionary of, of hey, a, a very, we're unique. all tormented, the creatives, you know, Hey, I, yeah, I exactly. was a sugar addict and, you know, we haven't even talked about sugar, but maybe we'll end on that, but finish yeah. the aura ring briefly. So, so, so I, but I went really deep on, on this because I was, you know, in the space yes, and the aura ring, I invested in aura. I'm an advisor to the company and oh, this is. is the Holy grail of technology. Cause it's, yeah. it, it's no work to wear a ring. Yeah. It barely needs charging. And every morning I look at my score and it's valuable, actionable data that can drive my fast. It can drive everything. There you go. You've got your aura ring as well. See, I had to pull it out while you were talking. So if, if you go to Silicon Valley, it's like a well, computer in here, really? I mean, there's I have a computer, it a battery it sensors exactly. better than anyone's I could ever make. And um, if, if we still had meetings, but if you went to meetings in Silicon Valley, <laughs> if we still met in person, you mean, right. 80% <laughs> right? um, of highly successful people have an aura ring now. 
Wow. The NBA is all using it. And it's just because it finally reached the convenience factor yeah. and the value factor to be worth doing. So this is one of the reasons, like, look, don't fast the same every day. If you're wrecked, you can sense you're wrecked, or you could just get the data to prove to yourself you're wrecked. And unfortunately, as much as I love the new Apple Watch, I've got the new one, the red one, that yep. doesn't get the sleep quite there. It's getting there, right? They're working on it, right? Or not yet. It, there's a company called Sleep Space. Mm -hmm. And sleep space will take the data from your Apple Watch and give you the most clinically validated sleep score you can get. They'll also take data from an Aura Ring and do that. Where do um, we get? Is it an app we can get to? Yeah, it's an app you can get. Oh, we're going to um, download also, it right now. Yeah, full disclosure: I'm I'm a, an early investor and advisor to Please. that company. Will you send us the links to that, and we'll put it in yeah. the show notes? We've um, got Dan, a whole list of things. Dan Gartenberg has been on Bulletproof Radio, the founder, talking about. He's a sleep scientist from oh, the University wow. of Wisconsin who really went deep on sleep algorithms. So you can get the data you need, but you got to pair Please. Sleep Space with the Apple Watch. Pairs, and it's called Sleep Space for everyone listening. Yep, and that's the app. I love that. Both on like on Android and Apple. I believe he supports both. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. All right. Not to digress and not that we're running out of time, uh, but as we wrap up here, Dave, uh, the one thing we mentioned briefly, but I know we didn't even talk about, uh, we, we definitely covered everything, but end on this note, because I feel like this is my passion. It started my career years ago, because I was a, an addict, a sugar addict, you know, to sugar, carbs, salty yeah. snack foods. And I always tell people it's not the salt. It was the, the potato, the, the, the corn chip, which is all inflammatory, you know, at least the corn oil and all that. And I feel like for all my sugar addicts that are listening, because a lot of the people listening to this show are trying to get radical control over that. What would you say to someone who struggles with getting off of sugar or, well, problems, you know, th this was me give them some hope because you and I both were, I mean, I was fat too. I was, you know, 240, you were 300 yeah. though. So you were yep. a little bigger than me. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people will, will relate to us because not everyone in this space that we talk about were, were overweight, you know, Susan powder was, but whatever. I mean, that was years ago. And I feel like a lot of the new Instagram trainers and all that, they were always phenomenal shape, you know, they're they've probably like, never been fat. I, I love yes, it when you get a 25 year old with a young person's metabolism, who's never been fat going there, just do what I do. You're like, man, you have not lived this. Totally. And then when they take heavy people and tell them to go run a triathlon and it wrecks them oftentimes for years, yeah. it's not good advice. Right? So we're both it, in midlife. I'm turning 50 next month. So I'm 50 on March 6th. And, congratulations. I feel like and well, you know, it, it seems to be working the OMAD. I'm kind of following in your footsteps with the healthy fats. And I feel like for those that, you know, have not overcome sugar, addictions and carbs and all that stuff. What would you give them as a, as, as a, right. I would think as I, a, I'm going to answer that, but I got to correct you in something please, you said before. Please, okay. Please. So we're about the same age. I'm, you know, a couple of years younger than you. Yeah. Um, I just celebrated my 28% birthday. Ooh, tell us. I what am that means. nowhere near midlife. Just so we're clear on that. I'm going to live to at least 180. Don't tell yourself you're at midlife. Like that's go. old 1900s kind of thinking. Midlife oh, like for you and me. Yeah. Midlife for you and me is 80. Yeah. Yeah. Tell um, us about what uh, what this test is that you did and where can people find out more? And we'll include it in the show notes. Well, it's just, this isn't a test, it's 28%. Like you, you pick how long you're going to live and we all have the ability to live past 100 with the technology that's available today. And the stuff yeah. coming over the next five and 10 years is unimaginable. I know I interview most of these people. I'm investors in the companies. It's yeah. real. So you're not, yeah. you're not middle-aged, man. You were middle-aged by the definition from 30 years ago. Yeah. You are so 50 is not middle-aged. No, Eight. you're, you're 30%. That's where you are. Wow. So the formula is just to know that we can all live to, I mean, what's a conservative overall well, right now we have people who are 120 years old. In fact, the lady who's 117 just had COVID and survived and is just fine. Wow. So if we know we can do 120, these are people who were born before there were cars. 
Okay. There was no antibiotics. We couldn't spell DNA. No, we didn't no know refrigeration. Any... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a totally yeah. different world. They can do it. And if we can't do better with all of our current tech, 50% better over the next hundred years, it's because a comet hit the planet. Yeah. So you're on a different path. So, so stop the internal dialogue about middle age. That's not think true. Fit. And thinking fit is stop yeah. saying lies that we've been yeah. fed uh, yeah. about, you know, life expectancy and, and expand that. What, what is something people could read? I mean, obviously you wrote a book on this topic. That, that's Human. called Superhuman. And, and Tell I, them about I, that briefly. Give them 30 sure. seconds Sure. Superhuman. Like the, we know the seven things that make us old. And if you address those seven things, then you're not going to age at the same rate as everyone else. And there's a whole bunch of new tech going through. And I went through, I did all this stuff like stem cells, all the stuff that crazy billionaires are doing. And then I wrote about the experience. I say, here's the expensive, crazy stuff that's going to be more affordable later. Here's the stuff that's you know 50 bucks a month that activates the same pathway. And here's the stuff that's free. So the idea is you get to choose the speed at which your body gets old because we know now how to maintain it that Susan Powder and none of these other people, no one knew this in the 80s or 90s or even 10 years ago. So the knowledge and the speed of change is amazing for our ability to manage our own biology. And so, you mentioned stem cells and just yep. kind of entice us because I know I've read enough where a three-day fast helps how would you say it? It helps improve, it helps produce. It, it, how does it impact stem cells? Because if I remember right, when you get to that level, and I'm not saying four days, but about 72 hours, something magic happens with stem cells briefly, it, it's correct? It's true. When you get to about 72 hours and probably somewhere in the, the 50s or 60s, but your stem cells get more prolific and younger. So you can actually use fasting to increase the quality of your stem cells. And why do we care about our stem cells? Not that we see them, right? I mean, stem cells are one of the seven pillars of aging in superhuman. As we age, they get weaker and they're less able to make new young cells. So you can redistribute your stem cells the way I have. You can strengthen your stem cells and you can even get younger stem cells from other people that then go into the body. They turn off inflammation, they turn off energy production, and they literally make you younger. And that's what people are doing. They're, if they have the money, they're injecting younger stem cells. I, I've probably had more stem cells injected in my body at one time than anyone else. No we created something called the six hands whole body stem cell makeover with Dr. Harry Adelson. Wow. They pulled, <coughs> excuse me. No problem. <coughs> they pulled uh, about a half a liter of bone marrow out and some stem cells from my fat, no. put stem cells in my cerebral spinal fluid to get into my brain, along no. the inside of my spinal column, every joint in my body, Whoa. face, hair, skin, reproductive organs, everything in a four hour procedure with three doctors working on me. That was part of writing that book. Whoa. And I did a podcast on it. There's videos of it as well. What the, what, do you know the podcast number? Let's include that. We'll, uh, uh, got a shopping list. We can get it to us later. Email. Yeah, us. I'll get it to you later. This so, is powerful. It's powerful stuff. But you know what? If you're fasting, you're right, getting double. a stem cell upgrade and you can still do a stem cell upgrade later or you I can do that. a stem cell upgrade whenever. But if and you were going to get a new- it's free with fasting. It's free, It's Dave. free. Fasting and, is the highest return on investment of anything you do because it costs less than eating. Yeah, and, and it you gives save you more money energy. and time and you're not yeah. thinking about food all the time. Yeah, it I does. Mean, I mean, for but, anyone that thinks you and yeah. I, because some people think the F word is not, you know, the F word. They think it's fasting and I've had to overcome it too. Why is fasting not just probably the most important tool for longevity, right? I think it's the most proven way to extend lifespan. 
Uh, but why is it so important in 2021 with all that we've well, got going on? I mean, COVID-19, uh, underlying health conditions or more. I think I read the, or it was on the Today Show this week about how life mo- mortality has dropped a year. You know, like, why do we need fasting right now? You know, even though it's not and it's not the F word. It isn't. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, what fasting does is it gives you a flexible metabolism. When your cells are stronger, you're harder to kill. You're harder to kill in a car accident. You're harder to kill from a viral infection, from a bacterial infection, from anything like that. And 42% of people in the US um, are obese and something like 80% of people have metabolic dysfunction. Uh, Newsflash guys, stop eating seed oils and lots of sugar. And if you just did those two things and fasted, it doesn't have to be crazy long fast, just some regular, even three days a week is proven to work. Yeah. You know, three, three mornings a week, have coffee instead of breakfast. You, you can do this. It's not as big of a challenge as you think. And when you do that, your metabolism gets stronger. And then if you do get sick, you're like, yeah, I felt bad for a week and I'm okay. Versus I went to hospital and I died. And that's what it's all about. You want to be hard to kill. This is the year to be hard to kill. And fasting is the cheapest and easiest way to give yourself a flexible metabolism. And you don't have to live in the gym. You You can like to work out. You can not like to work out, but you don't have to do it. Yep. And you can do it while you're working out. You don't have to yeah. eat something. I do it every day in the morning usually, and I never eat until midday or something. You know? although, and, although, man, there's, there's probably an upgrade for you, Jorge. Oh, well, but I do book, have your coffee. It's almost, I, yeah. I talk about um, this mTOR compound we mentioned earlier. This yes. is a thing that when it's low, your body isn't building muscle, but your body is also less inflamed. And when it's high, your body's building tissues, but there's more inflammation. Okay. And the way mTOR works is it's a spring. And the more you push it down, the faster it's going to surge forth. Three things push mTOR down. One of them is fasting. One of them is coffee. And one of them is exercise. So if you want the most bang for your buck for your workout, you you fast, you drink coffee in the morning with or without the bulletproof stuff. And then at the end of your fast, you you work out, you lift heavy, you do what you're going to do. And then you eat with protein. Yes, protein. You also want to have fat, but you, and you can have some carbs too. In fact, carbs will help. But when you do this, your mTOR is fully suppressed. And when you oh. eat protein and carbs, turn mTOR on. So then the benefits of the workout are much higher because you spike your mTOR right at the end of the okay. workout. But then okay. you go into a fast later. And when you go into the fast later, you end up with, uh, um, again, lower mTOR, which is associated with living a long time. So this. then you got your, your maximum muscle build. But if you lift when you're fasted and you don't eat within about a half hour of working out, you get a 48-hour cortisol spike. Ooh. And people who overfast get, get elevated cortisol over time. And elevated cortisol is why women get problems with their monthly cycle, why and, men start waking up without a kickstand and their sleep. No board. erections. Yeah, we want erections. It's a healthy, healthy, vital yeah. sign. The sign things and we are don't want right. belly fat. I think cortisol helps uh, grow belly fat. Right it there. does grow belly fat, and it also causes hair thinning in men and women. Oh. So, what you'll find is that working out at the end of a fast is better than working out and staying fasted for most of the reasons you'd want to do it. But Let's say that one more time. So, working out at the, at the end, end of a fast. fast. So, if you finish your, your fast, workout, work yeah. out, and then as soon as you're done working out, give yourself not an hour, half an hour, or how half how hour is better, but an hour is pretty good. So right. quickly eat your meal. And if you're doing yep. like Jack uh, Dorsey, have that one meal then. And yes, hyper- exactly. Maybe a ribeye grass-fed. That would be good. And, and it doesn't have to be a crazy workout either. You can literally, yeah. before you eat, yeah. at the end of a fast, just do 20 or 30 squats and some push-ups. Right. And that. that is still going to give you massive benefits because you're eating right afterwards. So it's, it's a pretty yeah. neat hack just to get more out of the exercise. 
Uh, so play with the timing of the exercise and the meal. I bet you'll actually put on more muscle more quickly. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on it. I, I think that okay. you are truly ahead of us all. And I'm so grateful for this time with you. I feel like this book is, I don't know how you write them so quick, but you know, um, I don't work. do as many books as you now, but Fastest Way is obviously available everywhere books are sold. I love that Amazon is doing it, but tell us something about Barnes and Noble I read that they're doing, they have a special edition and I love Barnes and Noble. I mean, they're one of the original players out there and independent bookstores and all that, but tell us about what's going on with Barnes and Noble. What'd you do well, for them? Barnes and Noble asked me to write a, a special chapter on uh, meditation, actually, and immunity and fasting. So I put in some new research. So there's a special gift chapter at Barnes and Noble. And I would just ask you guys, if you're going to read the book, I'd be grateful. Uh, make sure you leave a review because it's like tipping a barista. You know, we spend thousands of hours. You know, Hori, how much love and work goes into a book. Well, but pick it up at an independent bookstore, like small businesses around the country are just getting hammered right now. And if, if you can go into a bookstore and pick it up, um, it is a way of supporting your community. So I just got to say, you know, buy local if you can. And it's a beautiful book. I mean, it's just, I, I love holding a book and, and no disrespect to Jeff Bezos and his Kindle, but I love getting in there. And I feel like it's just, uh, it's something to put in your house to see because yeah. you see it, right? If it's on a Kindle, you have to turn it on. And yeah. I think it gives you good energy, right? Because there's, there's science in that. It's kind of that soul fit. When you see good things, you think good things, right, Dave? There's actually a name that I don't pronounce very well um, in Japanese. And it's, a, the, it's the Japanese art of collecting books that you're not going to read. Ah, well, let's not do that. We <laughs> want to collect read them this one, and read one. But yes. having the books around does something. And I do have yes. books here that I haven't read. Sometimes people send them to me. Sometimes I buy that and go, I'm going yeah. to read this when I'm ready. Yeah. But having books around it does, it changes your brain. So I'm, I'm a fan of some pretty- I'm with you. Hey, I mean, I think it's important. We have to, we have to train our mind. I believe it's all mental. And I think having good energy in our house and our present is important. So guys get this book. It's available everywhere. Books are sold. It's an audio as well. You read the audio, which I think is I read amazing. the audio. I took, not books. everyone does that anymore. You know, no, no it's a lot of work. It's, it's almost a whole week. I took voice lessons from Roger Love, who taught Bradley Cooper how to sing for that I movie. I love that. Do you sing for us in the book? No. <laughs> I do not have a singing voice. I do not sing in the book. But I did learn to be better at enunciating things and, and just having the right tone. So I worked well, hard. You're always, always upgrading. I love that about you, Dave. And if people want to find you on social media, we remind them where to find you on social. Dave.Asprey on Instagram. You can find Bulletproof Radio on your podcast platform. Top 100 for five years. A couple hundred million downloads. And you know, it's easy. Just look for Bulletproof Coffee or Dave Asprey and you'll find me. Yeah, no, you're out there. Thank you, Dave. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this time. I know we've talked for a while here, but uh, this was brilliant. It's and congratu congratulations on the success. It's already on the New York Times, correct? It is a couple of weeks yeah. in a row. Love it. So let's keep it out there, guys. Pick up the book Thank this you. weekend. Do it, guys. It's, it's an important read, important book in your library of health. Uh, as always, thank you, Dave. Peace and purpose, everyone. Take good care. All right, today's episode is complete, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to ask you to please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast. Uh, and please leave a review on Apple as well. Give it five stars if you think the show has helped you in some way to transform your thinking. I hope it has. And more importantly, share your comments, your review of what today's episode did for your thinking, how it shifted your thinking, and what you got out of it. Because I think that is how we spread this. And for me, this is a revolution. This is not uh, a podcast. This is a way of life. And I hope to transform over a million lives in the next couple of years. And I need your help. So please become part of the Zero Hunger Revolution by leaving that review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing today. Thanks so much. Have a great one. Peace and purpose. And I'll see you on the next episode.